0: Right off the bat today, we have to play a very important voicemail.
1: Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Liz and Marietta. i um, listening to today's show. You're talking about sort of the one year ago today when everything shut down.
2: Um,
1: and I called you guys because my then eight-year-old daughter, Anna Claire, was turning nine. And now my nine-year-old daughter, Anna Claire, is turning 10 for her second COVID birthday. So, if there's any remote chance on Tuesday, March the 16th, that you could tell her happy birthday, double digits, two hands full, she's very excited, Um, she's still feeling let down about coronavirus and the wet blanket of putting on birthday plans, but she's got a great attitude about it, and we're redoing her room, and it's a lovely shade of light purple, and she's pretty excited. So, here we are a year later. And it's all good, and um, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Happy, so happy birthday, Anna
3: Claire. Was Anna Claire the first person I suggested? Uh, oh, don't worry about missing your birthday because now you can celebrate your half birthday. Because in six months, this will be a non-issue.
0: That was a cute. That was a cute thought. <laughs> that's so adorable. I
3: was so optimistic back then. Yeah. But you know what, Anna Claire, now I think you just bank these. So on your 11th birthday, you get to have three consecutive parties. Yeah. You'd have nine, 10, and 11. Mm -hmm. Right. Because by next year, it'll definitely be, right?
0: Yes, for sure.
3: For sure. I would like to issue a challenge because St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Uh, Callie, I would like to issue a challenge to you. And anybody who's listening, Anna Claire, if you want to participate in this, you can. Anna Claire's mom, you can. Anybody who's listening who wants to enjoy a little St. Patrick's Day fun. Okay. I would like to challenge you to a limerick contest.
0: I don't know what a limerick is.
3: Your (laughs) dad just climbed in a car. No, he might not care. But your grandfather, wasn't he an English professor, an English teacher?
0: No, um, no, but he was, uh,
3: he had a PhD in literature. Oh my gosh. He is going to haunt you. A limerick, a poem. You really don't know what a limerick <laughs> I is. I, have we had this conversation before? No, why? Because hmm. I feel like I proposed this to somebody and some, and they also didn't have any idea what a limerick. I, I, okay. Hold on. I can't believe. Jeff is so
0: annoyed right now. Where are you going? Oh, he's got paper.
3: Well, I printed out some limerick examples in case you happen to say, I I need an example of a limerick or a reminder. I certainly didn't expect you to say, I have no idea what a limerick is.
0: I mean, I know I, the only reason I even know that word is from friends.
3: What happened in friends?
0: Friends. People that love friends will know.
3: There was an old poop from Poughkeepsie who tended at night to be tipsy. Said he, my last steps are propelled by just Schweppes. That peppy old poop from Poughkeepsie. That's a limerick. then
0: I love how you're like, I pitched this idea once and the other person didn't care. And then you, you pitched it to me and I'm like, I don't know.
3: There was an old man with a beard who said, it is now just as I feared, two owls and a hen, four larks and a wren have all built their nests in my beard.
0: Would you like to write a limerick?
3: I think we both should. And I think this would be a good exercise for you because you should have done this in like fourth grade.
0: Well, I probably did. But fourth grade was, you know, quite a few years ago.
3: Your what school did you go to in fourth grade? You went to some fancy private school. I did. So I think your parents need to call that school and get the money back for limerick week.
0: Jeff is very mad right now.
3: All right. So tomorrow on the show. We will each present, and it's a, the reason it's tied into St. Patrick's Day is because the poem is named after the town Limerick, which is in Ireland.
0: Ah, okay.
3: So, and you have 24 hours. Okay. To write a Limerick poem. Okay. It's gonna be a disaster, and I can't wait.
1: The Upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair.
0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
3: My name is Jeff Dowler, and today I am grateful for my English teachers all through (laughs) elementary, middle, and high school. Is that really what you're grateful for? Yep.
0: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for sunshine.
3: I think we have made a big family decision that's going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact on all of us, hopefully. But there is one member of this family who who is going to be most impacted. And that family member is Lily Dollar.
0: I think it's Lily and Sadie.
3: Yeah, but Lily is... we're. Callie and I are thinking about investing in some dog training. I don't know. I just did finger quotes when I said that. I don't know why I said that with finger quotes. Investing in dog training for Lily Lily and Sadie. But I don't know. We have to research it because I don't know how it works when you have two dogs. Like if they both go at the same time or one. But Lily is just. She's a the greatest dog, and she's so affectionate, and she's so perfect. But now that we live in this townhome that, that we've been in now for nine months, I think, it's just a different setup than our old house that just had front windows. So if there was activity, it was in the front yard, it was in the driveway, it was on the front porch, and that's kind of what she patrolled.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: This setup is... There's a f- there's a f- front where there's a, a gate and a door and then there's a back where there's a garage and then there's side windows where there's people who sometimes walk their dogs and stuff. And I think for her, she feels obligated to patrol all of that. So there's a lot of movement from floor to floor and window to window and there's a lot of barking. And I think what – and the other thing that I think we need to address now is – she jumps on every single person who comes in the house.
0: Including me and including Jeff.
3: Yeah. Like and I had
0: scratches on my arm when we came home because she was so excited, which I, you know, dogs get excited, but I just feel, now here's here's where our discussion ended on, what was it, Saturday night? when We were talking about this Sunday night. Um, You said, oh, well, we need to just research how to train the dogs and then we need to follow through with it. I don't think we have time to do that, especially like I'm going back to work and all this stuff. I think that we just need to bite the bullet, pay someone to come train us and the dogs, and then we have to follow through with it. But I think starting from like not scratch, but, you know, I think it's just going to be way too time consuming and a lot to tackle for us. And I think we need a professional.
3: I, I don't disagree with you, but I think it's if you get a proper professional to train your dog, The, I think, and again, I'm not, I've done zero research on this. So there might be somebody who's listening, who has done this and can say like, oh my gosh, dog trainers are the greatest, or they could come back and go, don't waste your money. But if we're going to invest, like, I think the dog trainer works with both the dog and us. Yes. So it's the same amount. So we're still going to have to invest the time.
0: But we won't be doing the research and trying different things for our dogs. Whereas someone can come in that knows dogs really well and say, okay, this is going to work. This isn't, you know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like it'll be more efficient if we get a professional that knows what they're doing. Right. Um,
3: And the reason, the only reason I was saying that's going to impact Lily more than Sadie is because Lily nine times out of 10 is the instigator instigator of the chaos. So she'll be the one. Who's lying on the couch and hears like a dog bark in front of our house and jumps off and runs to the window to see what that is. And then Sadie's like, oh, I got to do this too. Yeah. And then she runs. I think if there's a way that we can manage Lily, then Sadie, then Sadie becomes a non-issue. Sadie, Sadie's a follower.
0: Yeah. Sadie is a follower. And I think that Lily, Lily is really, really smart. And she's also super eager to please her humans. So I don't think that this will be like, I don't think we're thinking of something impossible. I think it should be pretty standard. You know what I mean?
3: She is really like, I do a really good dog. And I do feel like she's really trainable. Like Mm -hmm. if, if you yell at her, To stop barking or to stop running or whatever like she stops in her tracks and turns and and looks like but you have to raise your voice Mm -hmm. and with ellie in the house who's you know napping or whatever you can't always be can't have a dog barking and be yelling and all that stuff too much and i just i hate the fact that she is she's so full of love but the jumping i hate the jumping i hate the jumping. i hate it it's embarrassing
0: Yeah. And especially now, if we're getting to the point where like maybe towards the end of the summer, we're going to be having people over again. And you know what I mean? Like we just need to and people with kids because we never invite, you know, we would never at this point invite our friends with other kids to come over because we don't need our dogs jumping on other people's kids.
3: We do you remember when we used to have Lily up at the lake and people would bring their kids over and we would keep them in the bedroom Mm -hmm. until there were enough adults there that she could get all of her energy out, jumping on adults. and greeting yeah. all the adults. So by the time they got around to the kid, she was just like, no, yeah, hey, other person. Yeah. So anyway,
0: so we're on the same page then. Dog trainer it is?
3: Uh, well, I want some feedback.
0: Okay, 800-434-5454 or email us if you um, have been through a, a dog training experience, have any feedback, have any recommendations. I'm operating
3: under the assumption too that it's pretty expensive.
0: I know I kind of don't want to spend money on it right now, but I think we have to.
3: And I, well, that's why I'm wondering if we, if there's somebody who might have a great, like, program that you do at home, like a book you can buy or something, or vi- YouTube's YouTube videos that you can watch. Maybe
0: you're more optimistic than I am about that, but we'll see. Feedback.
3: It could be my yes, pro- it could be my project when you go back to work. Ellie and I could be in charge of teaching Lily to be a good dog. Okay she said optimistically. Oh,
0: well, I just know you have a lot going on. Um, Jeff and I were having a conversation about our business and and stuff like that and and we often talk about how we are definitely works of progress. So sometimes when we're talking to each other, we'll be very conscious about oh, this is the wrong way to be looking at this or this could be thought out better. And we kind of think it out together. And we were talking about our business um, the other day and we realized like we have the same goal. And when Jeff was talking about the goal, he was looking at it through kind of more of a negative lens. Is that the way you would say it?
3: I was talking about the future I was talking about the importance of working hard now and, and crossing all this stuff to checking all these boxes that we have to check now because I wanted, because I didn't want to fail, right? I want to make sure I'm saying it properly. I didn't, the way I was framing our success was not by tremendous success, but it was by the failure that if we didn't reach it. Does that make sense?
0: So what, but basically what we were saying is we have a road to be successful. And what Jeff was saying, the way he was saying it was, if we're not successful, we're going to have to pack the whole thing up. I'm going to have to go get a job. I'm going to have to apply for stuff. Everything in our life is going to shift with like even Ellie and time and all that stuff. And I said, okay, we want to be successful. We both have the same goal. But to me, it's not, we should reach this goal because otherwise you'll have to go back to work. It's, hey, if we reach our goal, there might be a point in the future where I can leave my corporate job and have the option to do that because we've worked so hard and been successful.
3: So we are both talking about reaching a certain level of success. I was framing it, though, under the context of, I don't want to fail. Whereas Callie was framing it as, look how great it will be when we succeed. And after we kind of processed that, I thought about how important it is to make sure that you're framing your goals properly. Because I really do believe in manifestation. And part of that is eliminating all the negative, anything that could have a negative connotation. Yes. So when you're talking about and if you really go deep into the whole manifestation and believe to receive and all that stuff, there is a, a, a belief that the universe doesn't know the difference. It uh, doesn't know the context in which you're putting success or failure. They just know what energy you're projecting. Mm-hmm. So if you're operating out of a fear of failure, the universe, who some believe conspires to, to to create the world that you want, all the energy that the universe picks up on is failure energy because that's what you're worried about. That's what you're thinking of. So what you should be saying is, I will be so successful rather than I don't want to fail. It's like also with with money if you have a lot of debt that you're trying to pay off, you shouldn't think I need to make enough money to pay off all of my debt because you don't want there to be debt energy in the world. You don't want that to be mm-hmm. out there because that will could possibly attract more debt. What you should be thinking is I am going to I'm going to have an abundance of wealth. That will allow me to do so many amazing things. And among those is, is paying off the debt, but you don't, you don't make the resolution of the debt, your goal. Right. You make the, the accumulation of wealth and the abundance, the goal.
0: Yeah. And all of the, you know, all of the things about, you know, like the debt or Jeff was saying, um, about you know, having to get a job or whatever, that's based out of fear. And right. I think living in fear creates chaos that we don't even know we're creating. Correct. You know what I mean? Yes. But then every decision you're making, you're making it because you're scared about our business instead of making decisions that are will make our business grow because you're so excited to what that chapter looks like, the right. next chapter looks like. Um, so anyways, we thought that was worth bringing up because it's so... It's almost tedious to think about, but this is one of the things with like gratitude and positivity. when you practice mental shifts, when you're in a conversation with someone else that's doing the same thing, you can say, wait a minute, let's reframe this. So it works to our benefit. So anyways,
3: it's a I little, think, I think we've talked about it before in a, maybe more, a more simple term is when you talk about, um, dieting, like to lose weight or whatever, you don't say I'm on a diet or I'm trying to lose weight. Instead, you say, I am a healthy eater mm-hmm. because it's less tedious and it takes up less energy. Yeah. That, that makes sense? Yep. Okay. Uh, so, all right. I'm much more superficially. Callie, I thought you would get a kick out of this. And I think we're going to be on the same pa- page, but you might surprise me. Okay. Uh, there is a couple who, and the the perspective that I have is from the guy's point of view. Okay um there is a couple who is decided to venture out with a young baby to a restaurant for the first time in a year mm-hmm. and it was a situation very similar to ours where they were out for a walk and it started to rain so they the they, the guys like or the the yeah the guys like let's go into this restaurant and the wife was like, "I don't know, COVID, masks. I'm nervous. We haven't been in a restaurant." He goes in, and there were three tables in a 25 table restaurant yeah. full, and he says, "It's perfectly safe." And she's like, "Okay," so I'll go. So, so they go in. They're wear, you know, wear masks to the table. They follow all the rules. At some point, they realize that their baby needs a new diaper, and she starts changing the diaper. At the table. No. Because she didn't want to go into the restroom. And he he loses his mind. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And she's like, there's nobody in the restaurant. Raised a really good point. There's nobody in the restaurant. She put down the mat. There's nobody who could see or be offended of what's going on because it's not crowded at all. And she thought it was a safer choice than taking her baby into a bathroom. No. I can see both points though. I they can. ended up they ended up getting in a huge fight about it and I think they still might be fighting about it based on the tone of the the message that the guy sent me, but uh he asked like what would you do? What would you do in that situation? And I was like it's tough for me to answer because there's I think you would go outside and change the baby on the curb. Yeah. Before you would change the baby on a table in a restaurant. That is true. But doesn't he raise a good, or doesn't the wife raise a good point? There is nobody in that restaurant. No,
0: and, it, and no, and it's also like disrespectful for the people eating thereafter. After it's just not. It's no,
3: no, 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 no. But these are different times. I'm just being devil's advocate here. And different times, no. different rules.
0: Jeff and I upgraded our sheets and our duvet cover to Brooklinen, and we have never looked back. Not only is our bed super duper comfortable, love getting in it at the end of the day, but it's beautiful too, and you really don't have to redecorate your entire bedroom to make it feel new and more comfortable. And that's exactly what we did when we bought our sheets and our duvet cover from Brooklinen. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who tried to find beautiful home essentials that did not cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't find it, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear and more. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter the code Upside to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com use promo code UPSIDE at checkout.
3: Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They've truly rethought every little detail of the socks that we wear to make them more comfortable. Whatever it is that bothers you about the socks you're currently wearing, I promise you Bombas has addressed it and fixed it, even if it's something that you don't realize bugs you. Like in the summer, I don't like to wear no socks because then my feet stink, but I don't like to wear socks that you can see above the edge of your shoe. I just accepted the fact that at least once a day, those socks were going to slip down below my heel. It doesn't have to be that way because Bombas has no-show socks that don't move, but they do more than just keep your feet cozy. They also help give back to the most vulnerable members of the community. Every pair of socks you purchase means Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 40 million pairs of socks and counting through their network of 3,000 plus giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, which is a small comfort that's especially important right now. So know that when you buy Bomba socks for yourself or for a gift, you're also doing and putting great out into the world. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash upside.
0: Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because it was full of sugar and junk that I didn't want to eat anymore. Well, enter Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And exciting news, Magic Spoon will be releasing two amazing new flavors this month for a limited time only. We're talking about cookies and cream and maple waffle. And if that isn't the most comforting indulgent combination, I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat yourself combo. So make sure you get some while you can for a limited time. You can also build your own box. Available flavors to build your own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I personally love the fruity and the frosted mixed together with a little milk. So good. Also, if you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream, maple waffle, or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. Be sure to use our promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt free cereal at magicspoon.com upside and use the code upside to save $5 off.
3: Today's quote of the day, forgiveness doesn't make the other person right. Forgiveness makes you free.
0: Our Pick Me Up newsletter comes out today. It is written by our very own Katie Burke. And there is a lot of Irish themed things in this edition of the Pick Me Up newsletter um, because, you know, St. Patrick's Day.
3: St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. And... Uh, there probably won't be any limericks, but maybe we'll get her to pick, put a limerick in the next week's one after you write yours.
0: I feel like you're a little too excited about the limericks.
3: <laughs> I'm just excited to see what you come up with having no recollection of what a limerick is. Okay. The Sloppy Joe recipe is also in there because Thursday is Sloppy Joe National Sloppy Joe And that Joe is
0: a link to the skinny taste recipe. We love her stuff and her Sloppy
3: Joes are so good. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, these all have to do with the workplace. I know you like a theme, Callie. I do. So these all have to do with working. Uh, there is a company in California, they develop apps, and they wanted to find a way to screen candidates. They get, they're getting a lot of applications. They're getting a lot of people interested in working for them. So they they wanted to put, like, another layer of screening in there. Uh, so they created a fake programming language called MOVA, M-O-V-A, mm-hmm. and they just, in the ad, referenced Having a familiarity with the programming language MOVA. Mm-hmm. If you, on your resume or in your cover letter, referenced that programming language and said that you were had some experience in that, you were disqualified from the job because it doesn't Amazing.
0: exist. Perfect.
3: I think it's brilliant, actually. Uh, number two. 44% of people admit that they have taken revenge on a coworker by either spreading an unflattering rumor, by hiding his or her possessions. It's a great passive aggressive one just <laughs> to take somebody's stapler uh, or um, eating or disposing of their lunch.
0: I've never done any of those things. Have you?
3: No. Well. Well. I mean, the gossip one that – I mean, I've never thought up like, ooh, I'm going to think of a nasty rumor and spread this. But I certainly participate in workplace gossip. Yeah. like Everybody does that, right? Yeah. And then – uh, I don't
0: think – the whole point was that it's like to get revenge.
3: I used to work with a guy who – would because we worked in the mornings. So if – and this used to drive me so nuts that if – if he needed highlighters, if he needed a, a chair in his office because his whatever, he would send interns over to the sales department to just go get what he needed. Like, hey, go look at everybody's desk and find me three green highlighters. And he would just take people's highlighters. And his argument was that he was entitled to do that because the office supply closet wasn't open. Like, because we worked weird hours. mm and I did he it, replace it? No.
0: Oh, that's rude.
3: Oh my God. It was so rude. It used to drive me so crazy. Uh, and my third random thing is when women earn more money than their spouse, both the husbands and wives seem uncomfortable to the point of lying about it. Women lie by saying they don't earn as much as they do and husbands will inflate their income because society still sees a wife earning more than her husband, a less desirable setup than vice versa. Now, what do
0: you think about that since I make more money than
3: you do? I have no problem with it. Seriously.
0: I love this about Jeff. I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but Jeff um, had a friend that mentioned to him that he would never be okay with his wife making more money than he did. He just couldn't handle it. And Jeff was like, really? I think that would be amazing. And Jeff is like, totally on board with it.
3: I think this is a different situation though, because we're both working towards creating this business that will hopefully eventually be able to sustain, you know, us Mm -hmm. and our family. So that might be a little bit different, but if you got some crazy promotion at work, and we're making mad money to the point where like we the like the the roles reverse like your job became more important and then the you know the podcast became fun money type mm-hmm. stuff like if something like that happened i would have no problem i would brag on you yeah yeah i would have no so problem weird. doing that uh, those are my three random things
0: thank
1: you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount.
0: We have a march of appreciation word to give out to you. And I wanted to acknowledge the fact that on yesterday's show and on today's show, we haven't picked winners. So we're three winners behind, Um, but we will be announcing those all tomorrow. So you'll get them tomorrow. Um, they'll be in the same order, like we'll call people and stuff like that in the same order. So it'll be fair and we're just a little vacation behind being totally honest. Um, all right, the word for today in our March March of Appreciation giveaway is drama. Text the word D-R-A-M-A to 800-434-5454 to get your um, choice of prizes from our wonderful prize
3: list. If you're selected as the winner.
0: If and, you're selected as a winner.
3: And of course, that also puts you in the running for the grand prize, which is $999. The reason we're doing this is just to say thank you for being a member of the Upside community and listening to this show. We appreciate you.
2: Hey, Collie and Jeff, um, this is Callie. Um I haven't that my latest episode. Um, I don't know which episode I'm on. Uh, But I was listening to you talk about your maternity leave ending, Callie, and um, I have to share with you that I, for my daughter, I went back to work after five weeks and after my son, four weeks. I was not physically healed at all. And I teach a very physical job, Um, and I just wish that I would have taken more time. Unfortunately both for both my children it was unpaid. Um, which is why I went back to work so early. The fact that you have had five months that is so amazing and so generous of your job. I wish that in America we could support women more to where it was more normal to take longer maternity leave and not have to feel guilty about taking that leave and also not feeling guilty for having to go back to work. Um, but either way, I'm so happy you've had that time with Ellie. She's adorable. So I'll be praying for you. And anyways, just had to share that. Bye. Hey, Callie and Joseph, it's Stephanie. Just
1: calling to tell you that if you do want corned beef, on St. Patrick's Day, Trader Joe's has a pre-brined, packaged up. Drop it in water, let it go for two hours. Corned beef that I get every year, and it's delicious. And I don't like cabbage here, neither does my husband. So we saute kale and put it together. It's good. Also, you were talking about ravioli. They have a new um, fried ravioli in the freezer section that you drop in the air fryer and I think this is the first packaging that has air fryer specific instructions but anyway Trader Joe's you know where they are so good
3: bye every butcher box contains about 10 pounds of meat that's approximately two dozen individual meals it's all packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. Now, all the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. That's all a bonus. The real gift is the fact that it's delivered right to your doorstep in these, and I know this is something to think about now that it's finally getting warmer, these special boxes that keep it frozen solid from where it ships from to your door. Butcher Box makes meal planning easy. They deliver quality meat right to your door, the highest quality meat, and it's at a better price than you would get at the grocery store. That gives you more time to spend with your family, more time to spend cooking, more time sharing delicious, high-quality meals with family and friends. ButcherBox helps you make mealtime moments feel special year-round. Now, you don't have to love or be an expert chef to make the most out of ButcherBox meals. They've got pork chops, and they've got salmon, and they've got high-quality beef, but they've also got the basics. They got bacon. They got ground beef. And right now, there is a fantastic deal if you join ButcherBox today. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription. But you have to go to butcherbox.com slash upside. That's butcherbox.com slash upside.
1: Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Tara. And today I am grateful for this beautiful weather. I just have one question. Why are y'all not taking your own soap when you travel? I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter what they have. You have what you like. Anyway, uh, follow me for more vacation hacks. Love y'all. Bye. Hi guys, it's Robin. I had to pause today's episode and to give you all a call. You're talking about popcorn and you don't need a fancy machine. All you need is a brown paper bag or brown paper bag and some popcorn kernels and you pour popcorn on the bottom of the brown paper bag. You fold it over a couple of times and put it in your microwave on the popcorn setting and you can pop your own popcorn in the microwave. It doesn't have all the chemicals that the microwave popcorn bags that you can buy do. And then as you're pouring it into a bowl, I normally spray it with a little bit of either coconut oil spray or olive oil spray and season it with salt. And it's fantastic. And they even have the butter flavored spray that you could use. So I do that a lot of the time. It tastes great. It doesn't have all the chemicals and stuff. And you don't have to have a separate popcorn popper that takes up more space in your cabinets. Love the show. Bye.
2: You can't be perfect without knowing what imperfect is. You have to experience imperfection at some point to go, now I'm perfect. I would urge anybody listening to really, really look into what their definition of success is. Because it should be yours, not other people's perception and not their definition. So a win is always a win when you know what it is to you.